The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Everybody, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's cracking, Playboy? Oh, I think I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. Yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad? Yeah, I mean, I know I say that every week, but it's... <laughs> now it's bad. It's worse than it was. That's not cool, man. You need it to says just... we're not online anymore. Uh, they don't like us. They don't like us at all, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Twitch peeps. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> so what's up and what's new other than, other than you being in pain? I went for like um six hour drive today. Really? Yeah, just to go drive around. Yeah. Clint says yo, what's up, Clint? Why can't why, where's No, I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Mine's Yes, two nights in a row. They said how do we get so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, well, funny. you won't be able to see us on a regular scheduled time, though. Yeah, like, it's such a busy freaking week this week coming up here. Um, so we had to basically do it tonight was the only night we could do it. So for those of you listening to the actual podcast, uh, this will be Friday morning. For the rest of you watching on Twitch, it's, what is it, Monday night? Yeah. Yep. So okay, be, I got it back. You got it back? Yeah, I got it back. Okay, I'm turning mine off. I can't. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. So yeah, how the Twitch thing works is, I could watch the chat feed on my computer if I want, but I don't want to mess around with stuff as it's streaming. So I just pull it up on my phone and use my own data to do it. So <laughs> use your own data. Nice. Very nice. What have you been up to? Um, 
What'd you do today for your Labor Day? I did a lot of housework today. Uh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm not going to be home, like, very much at all this week, so... When you say housework, do you mean, like, um, like actually manly working on the house? Or are you talking oh, about no, laundry, that's stupid. Vacuuming? Yeah, like, yeah, we did... Okay, so there was a lot of laundry. And I mean, when I say a lot of laundry, I mean, like, a Mount Vesuvius size pile of shit. That's what it was. Tackled yeah. it. Done. Um vacuuming, dusting, all that shit, you know, so just getting a getting ready. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to go back to work tomorrow? Um kind of. Kind I'm of. Not, yeah, I'm going to work. I'm not going to my actual job job though. Oh, I'll you took s- the week off? I took a few days off. I yeah, I'm needed that's elsewhere. Nice. That's what's yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what I'm doing this week yet. Probably just What did you do not today? Not much of anything. Today, I told you I went for the 6-hour drive down to the Ozarks. That would take up most of the day. Yeah, it was it was nice to get out of the house for Maybe that's why your back's so fucked right now. It was hurting this bad this morning oh, when fuck. I got up, so oh, it's man. not that. Damn it. It's every minute of every day now, so. That is ridiculous. We need yeah. to get you on some really good painkillers. I don't know about that. No, I think I, we do. I don't like <laughs> medication. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. We'll throw some happy pills down your throat, and I bet you change your tune. Be like, this is great. <laughs> I did just take a big swig of my beer. Well, there it is. There it is. Just keep on drinking. So, drunk calls. I want drunk calls from all of you people out there. Yeah, it's drunk Labor Day. Calls. Tell us about your paranormal experience while you're drunk, or not that you had happen <laughs> while you were drunk, but well, it could be. It could be. It could but, be. It could be. Um, I we want to do another drunk show, and I want to add listeners into that. So, yeah, I think it'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. So, what's up, man? We're gonna talk about uh, some creepy camping stories. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, some of these are paranormal. Some of these are probably just some guy fucking around out in the woods scaring people. <laughs> but I got some like guy. 21 different stories here that are creepy stories from camping or hiking or things out in the woods. Hit it. Get me scared. Let's do this. My brothers and I were camping at this primitive campsite in West Texas. It was about 12.30 at night, and we started hearing this very faint opera music in the forest around us. The fuck? After heating up SpaghettiOs with our fire, we noped the fuck out of there and hiked like six miles by moonlight back to our truck and drove home. We noped the fuck out of there. (laughs) It was like it was following us because we heard it all the way to about a mile away from the parking lot. The reason it was super creepy was because when we got to our campsite, a park ranger told us we were lucky to be the only people for miles 
around because of how peaceful it was. He said there was no one else there. Whoa. That's fucked. So, yeah, I think huh. creepy opera music out in the woods yeah. when there's not supposed to be, be anybody else around, except for it could be the ranger messing with them, just following them back, holding up their phone, playing. Yeah, I guess that could be the case, possibly, but I don't know, man. At least it wasn't a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was opera music and not the banjo, yeah. Yeah. So, here's another story. It was very early in the morning, around 2 to 3 a.m., and I was in a very open area waiting for my boss to return with some equipment. And I don't know the backstory there, but... Maybe he was working out there. Maybe he was camping out there. Not sure. Could be. As I was waiting, I got the feeling like I was being watched by something that didn't want me there and had some intent on harming me. I stood up and looked around. The moon was very bright at that night, and I could clearly see all the way to the tree line, probably 50 yards on both sides of me. Nothing around. I calmed down a bit and took my pack off my back to get my drink out as I open my drink I hear this whoosh 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 sound flying through the air from behind me it was like the sound that what was that what was what oh there's a moth hitting my window I saw it fluttering around scared me (laughs) scared me god damn all right uh, it was like the sound that a stick makes if you throw it overhand. I literally dove out of the way with my bag falling to the ground and my drink <laughs> flying through the air, <laughs> spilling as I jumped away. Party fell. I recover from my diving experience and take my radio out of my bag to radio my boss. I go... I'm not trying to freak you out or anything, but I'm on my way back to the shop. I just had something thrown at me. As I'm talking to him, I'm looking around on the snowy ground for anything that could have been hurled at me. There was nothing on the ground but snow. I had no idea what the hell was going on at this point. His reply of, I've already got a head start on you. I'll see you there. Wow. Sounded out of breath like he was running. I gather my stuff and start hauling ass back to the shop. I get back and meet up with my boss, and he's packing back, pacing back and forth in our shop, freaking out. I get him to calm down, and he tells me he was on his way back up to me when he got the same feeling I got before something got thrown at me. He said that after he got the feeling, he stopped to look around and heard something clearly two-legged start walking towards him, barely crunching in the snow. Then he said it started running at him, but there was nothing in sight. All of the sounds of movement stopped, and he froze to listen for more sounds. Then he said a hot breath was hitting the back of the neck and proceeded to freak the fuck out. Yeah, fuck that. He said he ran the whole way back to the shop and about (laughs) halfway back is when he heard me on the radio. Wow. 
The craziest part about the whole thing is the area where we were working has several burial mounds in the woods from Native Americans. Apparently, also used to be an altar of some kind made out of stone that was buried during a construction project a few decades before. That's interesting. I wonder where this is at. Yeah, no kidding. Huh. So what would you do if you're out there? In the, I don't know what they were working on at 2 a.m. on a winter night. Yeah, it's hard telling. I would. I don't know, man. I mean, after I, like, deuced myself, I would probably have the same reaction and run. You know what I mean? I have no idea, though. That's really weird. That's a cool story, though. All right. So on to the next. Back in the day when I was in college, me and the oldest took off to a lake in the wilds of Glacier County or country. I have extensive backcountry exposure, even did a stint as a big game guide in a remote backcountry camp. On this day, we enjoyed the fishing and settled in for the night. I pulled out my pan and stoked up a nice fire. It was clear and cool as the sun faded into the western slopes. We cooked up some fresh rainbows with garlic and butter and filled our stomachs. I leaned back against the cooler and pull, after pulling out a refreshing beverage, the boy was stu- sound or soon asleep by the fire as it had been a busy day. I sipped my beer and watched the moonlight bouncing off the little waves in the lake. There was still a light glow on the western horizon before the sun had gone down and I could see the outline of the mountain peaks towering over the little lake. I slowly faded off to sleep with the sound of the lake waves gently gently lapping on the rocks. I woke with the start. The fire was out. The lantern was out, too. The moon was gone, and it was pitch black. Something was wrong. The hair on the back of my neck stood straight out. I was paralyzed. I could hear my heart thumping as I strained to hear something in the bush. All was quiet. I had a horrible, uneasy feeling. I gathered myself together and started kicking around the fire. A small flame came alive, and I quickly threw some wood. In the firelight, I could see that the boy had awoke and was shocked to see his wide eyes staring at me. What's wrong, he asked. Nothing. Go climb in the tent. (laughs) he crawled into the tent but even in the light of the fire I couldn't shake my wariness something was out there in the bush and I could feel it was watching me I gathered up my light and flashed around camp nothing finally I began to calm down and crawled in the tent with the boy then again like clockwork I woke completely tense This time, I couldn't shake the feeling at all. I finally instructed the boy to wake up and go get in the truck. I packed up all of the camp and drove around to the other side of the lake and slept with him in the truck. At dawn, I got up and looked across the lake where we had camped earlier, and another uneasy feeling came over me. I decided it was time to go home. So, (laughs) nothing ever actually happened, but... 
they he were just, just freaked had out. the feeling that it was going to. Huh. That is weird, though. Yeah. Have you ever had a weird experience out in the woods? Kind of. Yeah? It's kind of weird. Like, okay, so... Um... Right outside of my hometown of Randolph, Iowa, there's this old dirt road, and... The dirt road uh, has a gigantic fucking hill, right? And it's like a level B road, so it's all dirt. You go up to the very top of this hill... And it's canopied by trees leading up to the to the crest of this hill. Um, so I mean, if you if you wanted to, you could go out there. Um, if you were younger, you could probably get your drink on or whatever. A couple people um, have actually gone out there and committed suicide. And I mean, just to give you an idea, it's like fairly remote but not remote at all like you can see the main road from the crest of the hill you can see the main road and all that shit but nobody really travels that road so one of the gentlemen that actually committed suicide on that road sat there for a week before he was found wow nasty anyway i go out there or used to go out there all the freaking time um park the car roll down the windows and just sit and listen you know, every once in a while you hear um, like footsteps approaching your vehicle, knocking um, on the trunk specifically of your car, things like that. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But one particular night I was out there with a, uh, a friend, uh, Ron is his name, and he's a fellow investigator or whatever. We actually were out of the vehicles and we were walking around uh, because it's surrounded by cornfield you know so we're walking through the field it was fall harvest had already come and gone so i mean the field was bare so we were in the field and i start hearing this clunk 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 and i mean it's a very distinct sound of something hitting my car you know i'm like what the fuck is going on so we go over there and I can see then on the top of my car um, clods of dirt that had been thrown. Now, as they had hit the car, then they had sprayed out outwards. So you could tell the point of impact and then where it had sprayed. So then, obviously, you could tell the direction that it had come from, which was interesting because it was, like, directly behind the car where these were being thrown from. Very interesting. So let it go. I entire just let it go entirely. Ron and I walk back out to the field. We're just basically in the exact same spot where we were before when we started hearing the uh, the dirt clods being thrown at the car. And I get hit with something very hard uh, in my left shoulder. And I hear it. I mean, obviously, I feel it hit, but I hear it hit the ground specifically because it made a very distinct sound. Have you ever taken like a piece of metal (laughs) and dropped it on the ground and you hear it? um, I don't know. It's almost like a muffled clank. Yeah. Okay. This was being, you know, this was the exact sound I heard. So I'm looking around 
is what the fuck just hit me and then hit the ground. Like, I know I'm not crazy now because I heard whatever hit me hit the ground. I look and I find a, uh, a wrench that's maybe four to five inches long. Just a little wrench had hit me in the back, in the back of the shoulder. Was it dark when you went out there? Fuck yeah, it was dark. There was, there is, I, I will, I cannot wait. I'm going to take you out here to this place. You will see for yourself, like, there is nobody out there. If there was somebody out there, you would be able to clearly see them. You would know if somebody were out there. I was, I don't know what the fuck happened. So this wasn't necessarily camping or anything like that, but we were out kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was interesting. And you want to go back? I always want to go back. Yeah, I always want to go back. All right, yeah, we'll do that. Sure. (laughs) We're going to do it. (laughs) All right, on to the next one. Some friends and I were doing some night fishing on the James River. We were sitting alone or along the shoreline with a nice fire going, accompanied by the usual idle talk and a few beers, when suddenly... Everyone just stopped talking like a switch was flipped off. There were, We were all staring across the river and felt as if something or someone was staring back. It was a very uneasy feeling to which some of the group st- or tried to shake off with the typical macho humor when a blood-curdling sound erupted from the other shore that froze everyone in their tracks. This sound was unlike any other that I had heard and it made every hair on my body vibrate and tingle the only way I can describe it is sounded like a wild person with no language skills being gutted alive damn no words just this high pitched blood curdling scream everybody moved or nobody moved or said a word we all just sat there fixed in our state when just as suddenly as the second scream was let loose with even more force than the first. By this time, several of us were sprinting to our trucks that were parked within 20 or 30 feet and retrieving various firearms. We all sat there quietly with our eyes fixed, staring toward the opposite shore, watching the light from our fire reflecting off the rocks. Hours later, we packed up and left feeling very unsettled we never did figure out one or even hazard a guess as to what was on the opposite bank damn damn I tell you what though if you guys want to see some weird creepy fucked up stuff go on in the middle of the woods I made a documentary film called Longthorn go check that shit out it's free. It's fucking free. You can watch it. Uh, joshherd.net. Click on Longthorn. It is fucking nuts. That's some terrifying shit right there. That's like aliens, Bigfoot, and ghosts all wrapped into one tiny little fucking location. Scare the shit out of you. Oh, dude, we should go camping out there. Yeah, definitely. I would totally take you there. You got a tent? Of course I do. You broke back that shit. No. Damn it. <laughs> Separate Whatever. tents. Get in a tent. 
Be like, Koopsik, I wish I could quit you. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> but I can't. And I won't. Getting a 10. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, on to the next. Camping in Wyoming. Two hours from pretty much anywhere with my dad, my friend, and my dog. This dog was the calmest, albeit quite stupid, and nicest dog I've ever had. I've never heard her growl or bark at anything, no matter how much it presented a threat to us or her. She just assumed everything was her friend or food. It's late at night. My dad was asleep, and my friends and I are just hanging around the campfire. Out of nowhere, the dog bolts up, barks once, and starts growling in the direction of the field next to our site. Of course, we're freaking the fuck out, trying to figure out what the hell she's going on about. When we realize there's a group of shadows on the other side of the field, we just sit there staring at whatever it is. When we hear a conversation, no clue what language it was in. This dog, this goes on for about 10 minutes of us staring wide-eyed at the shadows didn't think to wake my dad when the shadows just went away and my dog stopped growling lays down and falls back asleep huh what's jcp jcp nick nick the coon says Guys, the wife just got mad because I was listening to podcast in JCP. I don't know what JCP means. Oh, what the fuck is it? I don't know. JCP. That's why I stopped halfway through that story because I that text. Oh, JC Penny. Oh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're mad because you're in J.C. Penny and watch and not what not helping her. <laughs> what the fuck else are you gonna do at J.C. Penny's? Come on, come on. I have always been drawn to the wild. It seems like home, and I generally know my neighbors out there. Not afraid to be in deep woods in the dark. One sunny weekday afternoon, I had dirt biked up an old mining road. It gained a couple thousand feet from the valley floor towards one of the ridges of the Cascades. When the road gave out near the bottom of a high basin, I put on my backpack and started off across the country toward the ridge. It was still very heavily forested. Old growth and old cut fading in another thousand feet into the scraggly, wind-blown ones near the top. About 20 minutes in and about a half a mile up from me near the tree line, I heard this thumping sound. It was very odd, so I stopped to listen carefully. It sounded like a big, solid branch was being whacked against a solid tree. Whack it. I used the term solid. Sorry. Oh, I... I use the term solid because the hits were powerful. One or both of the pieces of wood were hard and dry. The wood resonated and rang on impact as dry wood would. I couldn't get over the power, though. It sounded like something was swinging a four-inch post. Weird. God 
damn, man, with the innuendos, they're everywhere. <laughs> they are thick. Only in your mind. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, it gets better. This someone sounded like they were trying to communicate. The thumping had a very complex and well-defined pattern. And oh. here's the weirdest part. The thumping signal occasionally became very rapid like a drummer would do if they were noodling around with a stick. But I swear it sounded like a four-inch post was being treated a lightly, as lightly as a drumstick. I listened for maybe five minutes, just fascinated with the sound, this code, and the power of it. Then the drumming suddenly stopped, and I kind of woke up from the fear of this unknown thing out there. I had my pistol. I had my bear spray and my knife. I really only feel cougars, and even when I figure they'll have a bad day trying to take me down. <laughs> Still, the silence as I stared into the forest ahead seemed loaded with... So I turned my heels and ran back to my dirt bike. Shit, yeah. Crazy ass. Damn. Where did Nick you says, find these? Uh, Where the fuck did you find these? Online. Pretty much she said, or this is from Nick. Pretty much she said, really, can you help me out and stop listening to your stupid podcast? <laughs> and Potter said, LOL. That's great. That is great. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it. Damn I'm it. I'm my beer and then I'll tell another one. You sip that beer. What, uh, it's Labor what? Day. We're supposed to be taking it easy. Yeah, that's true. And that's horse shit too, by the way. It's horse shit. Yeah. Cuz all I did cuz all I did today was fucking catch up for the week to come. That's it. So there was no relaxing. All right. We have a family cabin in the middle of nowhere on a small lake with two other cabins surrounded by forested area and flatlands. About two miles away from the cabin and across the dirt road is a wildlife reserve. As kids, we walk through there all the time. After about 30 minutes walking straight into these woods, there used to be a collection of abandoned houses, an old settlement. We went exploring and found that the people who used to live there had just up and left. In each house, still dishes on the tables clothing in the closets, cars parked in the clearings, what? all the strappings for horses in the barns. What? In one house, the floor had caved in and there were about 40 pairs of women's shoes scattered around the hole in the middle. No bones, though, animal or human, nothing. We decided to stay away from the second floors of the houses after we saw that. She had we 40 figured pairs. they'd be structurally unsound, huh? I'm still stuck on 40 pairs of shoes. Yeah. Somebody's a skeletal treehouse in the middle of the clearing. Jesus. After we told my parents, my dad wanted to come and look too. In one of the houses, we found a bedroom fully intact. The sheets were still on the beds. The pillows still had the indentions of a head on it, but everything was covered in a thick layer of dirt, and the dust on the floors only had our footprints in it. What at the, the foot fuck? of the bre- uh, at the foot of the bed was this stunning, enormous gray fur coat. Huh. 
There were a few moth holes chewed in it, and it was as dirty as everything else, but when we inspected it, we knew it was real fur. Likely fox or wolf, wolf or silver fox. It was gorgeous. Dad decided he was going to bring it back and clean it up and see if he could have it remade for the, my mom. As we were leaving, I got a chill on the back of my neck and about 60 yards from the house, turned around and saw an old woman glaring at us from the window of the second floor. What? She had her hair in a loose bun and was wearing a blue shawl on her shoulders over a cream-colored blouse. I immediately felt super guilty. I grabbed my dad, who was about 10 yards ahead of me, and told him we had better put the coat back because the woman was still living there and she was probably scared her, or we probably scared her and she looked pissed. We turned around, back around and pointed to the window I saw her glaring at us from. No one was there. I said she must have gone downstairs as we approached the house, still carrying the stupid coat. <laughs> One of the windows in another house suddenly slammed shut. Oh, fuck. I fucking ran as fast as I could <laughs> into the woods. Dad being dad stayed behind and started yelling for the lady to come out. Can you imagine? And yeah, that he lady. was sorry for stealing it. <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> they went upstairs. No one was there. Dust on the floor undisturbed. Then he smarted up and dropped the coat in a big hurry, and we beat it back to the road as fast as we could. About five years later, the government demolished the whole thing. Wow. I want to know what the fuck sent everybody running for the hills there. That's what I want to know. The fuck's up with that, Koopsik? Huh? Probably. There's actually um, a story in the news in Australia right now. Yeah? Uh, What's up? One of the people is still missing. So I what? think it was last week. Yeah. This family at this farm, their berry farm. Okay. And they're, you know, a well-off family. They, they have a, a really good business going. You know, the family owns the berry farm and the, all, the, all the kids are adults, but they own different aspects that help out with the farm. And they sure. all live close to each other. Well, a neighbor came by and found the house completely empty. The doors open, phones sitting out, wallets sitting there. Every car was there. All had the ign- keys in the ignition except for one car. Okay. Three days later, the oldest adult child, which was 28 or 25, yeah. turns up and starts talking about how they went on this crazy road trip. They ended up like a thousand miles away in Australia. And he doesn't know why they all of a sudden he said everybody, the whole family got super paranoid. Like people were following them and they took off. That's why they didn't take their phones or anything like that. And God damn. <clears throat> he was the first one. Like he says he doesn't know what came over him. Um, he was the first one to snap out of it and just got out of the car and walked away from the rest of them. Hang on a second. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's still recording or not. I'll take a sip of my beer. And a sip of my water. 
What's going on? No fucking idea what just happened. What do you mean? I don't know. Something move around? Yes. What moved? A fucking... It looked like a fucking person. Oh. That's cool. No. <clears throat> My fucking haunted office. Oh. So Fuck, anyways, man. there were two other adult children. They were both younger than the, the man, but one... Oh, they all turned up at different times. This only took three days. It's like each of them woke up they and went, walked away from what they were doing, and the family just went on with their road trip. Fuck. The up. mom was found walking down the road in a daze, and she still doesn't know what's going on. The father still hasn't been found. The car hasn't been found. The lat there was a reported sighting a hundred miles from where. The mom was found that said they saw a man that looked like him that was going crazy and yelling and then took off into the bush. That's fucked up. Yeah, they just, all of a the sudden, they just they just grabbed the car, grabbed a car, left all their shit, and left. So and this is, and this is made like national news? It's or international news, I mean? It's definitely big news in Australia right now. And oh. The reason I heard about it is because I listened to a podcast out of Australia. That's fucking crazy, man. What are they saying about it? They think they're just like caca duty shit crazy? Uh, they don't know. Huh. So, I mean, I I don't know if we'll ever know. But uh, Nick says, dude, just start the stream up and leave an open mic and have people just sit and listen for anything ghostly and document yeah. what they hear. Right? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. We could. This fucking house. Let's get on to this story. This story, I think, um, would make me flip out and never go back to this spot. Sweet. Let's do it. My dad and I would occasionally go hunting together when I was a kid. I was 14 and my dad knew a guy who owned what seemed to be half of Georgia. I mean, the amount of property this guy owned was ridiculous. He let people hunt out there if he trusted you. He'd let you camp out there for a couple nights if you wanted. Shit, yeah. He'd always make sure we had a way to call for help, though, before we did it. That's a little odd, isn't it? <laughs> well, he didn't want to be responsible for that. Okay, no, that makes sense. No. I loved camping out there more than I did just going hunting for a few hours then coming home. I like the woodsman feel of living out in the woods. We woke up early one morning and hiked into the woods. It was still dark when we got to our stand. We didn't see or hear anything, not even birds. I remember my dad commenting on it and looking back at it should have been a sign. Frustrated, we packed up and looked for a spot to camp and we would set up again later that evening. My dad suggested we go deeper in to better our chances of seeing something so that's what we did we hiked for a few hours found a clearing set up a small camp got settled and passed the time freaking ourselves out by talking about bigfoot and other woodland creatures we hike a ways away from camp set up our blind and wait again nothing we get back and our tent had been pulled up and laid flat not in a neat way but it's just kind of laying there. We thought it was just the wind or something, and we didn't put it up right, and it collapsed. 
We didn't think much of it. Since we didn't see or even hear anything all day, we decided to leave the following day and try again later that week. We settle in for the night, build a really small fire, and just relax. Again, not even birds were making a sound. I remember thinking how odd it was to be in the deep or this deep into the woods and only hear one or two birds the whole trip. We go to sleep soon after settling in. It's pitch black, middle of the night. I wake up for some reason just to try or and just try to go back to sleep. I'm in that half sleep, half awake phase when I hear laughter. What? I kind of jolt awake, but don't hear it anymore, so I figured it was a dream. I lay back down, and a few minutes later, I hear it again. It continues and gets pretty loud. Oh, my God. I wake up again, but this time my dad is up, too. He whispers <laughs> and asks, did you hear that? And this is when my heart dropped. He heard the laughing, too. It wasn't a dream. He heard it again, but it was faint, and now it was, I'm actually awake, I'm paying attention to it. It sounded kind of like several people laughing in unison. It wasn't cackling or hysterical laughter, but just kind of normal laughter. It didn't last but maybe four or five long motherfucking seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I have never felt that much fear before in my entire life. We didn't hear it anymore after that, but needless to say, we didn't get any sleep. We packed up as soon as the sun came up in GTFO'd. That's awesome. Says uh, dad was convinced that somebody followed them and played a prank, but we didn't see how they could track us. Um, yeah, so you're, you're in the middle of the night in your tent, and you, you just start hearing fucking. No, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you just start hearing laughing. Yeah. What do you do at that moment? <sighs> Stay in the tent. I don't Stay know, man. Tent. Stay in the tent. I don't you, know, you man. Know that, that tent's not there to protect you. I get that. What what are, what are you going to do? Like, I'm thinking like very Blair Witch shit right now. I get out, make the fire as big as I could, and have my machete and my gun in my hand. Rawr. <laughs> Just like <laughs> ready to fucking Rambo everybody. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Nick said he'd shit his pants. Yeah. I mean, there'd probably be a little duke. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right. My God. On to the next one. That's a good story, six, though. Yeah. A six-hour walk through thick brush to the nearest path possible or passable road. Age 14, maybe 15, hiking and camping with two fellow Boy Scouts and an adult. We've made camp for the night. Had a cold dinner because it was too wet to scavenge firewood and all turned in early. Even in the woods, there are noises. Frogs, owls, small game, and even sort of bugs. Uh, My tent mate and I woke up at the same time, maybe 3 a.m., to hear nothing outside. Absolutely ear-straining silence, like a woolen blanket wrapped around the head. After a few minutes, the bugs started chirping again, and we went back to sleep. When we woke up in the morning, we found that five of the pine trees surrounding our little clearing 
had been connected in a star shape what? with scrapped lines. What? And pinned to each one was a stick man, like oh, the ones from the Blair Witch fuck Project. Off. Come on. The leader and his son, occupants of the other tent, accused us of fucking with them. But we both knew it wasn't us. That's a story nobody believes. I mean, who would believe the alibi of two kids? I'll never camp without the safety of a large group again. Okay, fuck that. Number one. Okay, let me just ask this question. You know the woods, my friend. You know the woods better than anybody I've ever met before, okay? Fucking how? How do you, or can you, sneak up like that, pull off a job like that, and then sneak back away? You have, now mind you, you have no, you have no fucking like flashlight or anything like that. You have nothing. How do you do it? So it was wet. That doesn't mean that it was raining or cloudy at the time. I can walk through the woods pretty silently when I want to, depending on the underbrush situation. So I don't know what it was like for them. Okay. If it's the middle of the night and the people are sleeping. Yeah. You can move around pretty well. Bending a tree, as long as you're not snapping any branches, that doesn't right. make any sound either. Right, right. God, you have a dirty fucking mind, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the stickmen somewhere else and have them ready to go if you're just yeah. wanting to scare somebody. That's true. That's true. So 3 a.m., kids are passed out. My daughter, I go up, like if my dog runs up there and I go up there to pull him back down, she doesn't move. Really? So yeah, I mean, so I let me I just think- let me tell you about what happens at my house, though. Okay, like a mouse can fart, like a mile down the road. My kids are up. That's what happens. See, the thing about out in the woods is there's constant sound, except for there are a few moments every now and then when it lulls, and it's weird. But there's constant sound. So if there's any wind at all, you're moving around a little bit is not going to arouse suspicion. Unless you step on something loud, you know, break it, snap yeah, loud. Or that's whatever. what I'm thinking. Like, I am keep hearing, like, twigs snapping. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nick says if I'm out in the woods, I can hear everything. But that is true. But you also have to, in order to get to sleep you have to like drown that out with your mind in that you have to put it all together and you can't focus on looking for one sound right and if you're already asleep unless it's like a jolting sound it's probably not going to wake you up yeah so if the ground was wet it would make it that much easier to move around without sound damn god damn I've done it plenty of times not this particular thing but I've snuck up on people. Have you? In the woods. Yeah, I mean, just to scare them. Just scare Different them. things. It was part of my training. I worked at a Boy Scout camp for three summers, and it wasn't really part of my training. Uh, I was just joking about that. But we had thousands of kids there, and I, my time off, I'd go hike through the woods and try to be, try to pass groups or other groups like that without letting them know that I was there just just because I wanted the solitude. Yeah. So it's hard. 
I can't do it in all conditions. And when I'm just going, I don't care about the sound. But it's not that hard to sneak through the woods. Huh. I think for me, I would find every twig and I would just snap it. I I wouldn't mean yeah. to. I would just because step on Because it's fun, everything. Nick. He said, why would you do that? What an ass. <laughs> Yep, yep. I yep. also I've I've talked about on the show before. I have a very good sense of sight in the dark. Yes. And if there's any kind of moon at all, it's that much better. Um and once my eyes are adjusted to whatever light level there is out in the woods, I can move through pretty clearly. And if they were camping in a camping location, and not just out in the middle of the woods, it's usually cleared and you can walk through without worrying about stepping on any particular thing that's going to make a sound. Just keep the Blair Witch shit at home, kids. <laughs> Which I'm super yeah, stoked, though, like man. That, but I could, I could probably go up and sneak up on people pretty easily right. if I chose to go prank somebody. Well, Fuck. I mean, that's one thing, like, if I know they're going to be there. Right. And that's another if I just hang out in the woods and wait for somebody to come by. <laughs> <laughs> that would be jacked. I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked for the new Blair Witch movie. <laughs> just saying. I never saw the other two. How in the fuck could you even say that? You I never saw, saw the first of, one? I saw, maybe, uh, you know, clips of the first one. I just don't care about that kind oh. of stuff. It was so well done. It was so well done. People lost their fucking minds over the Blair Witch Project. I remember the reaction to it, and I'd like to say, <laughs> if I think about it, I probably watched part of it, but sure. I never got into it. I never felt the urge to watch it. I haven't seen The Conjuring or The Conjuring 2 or or any of, like, any of these movies. So here, I'm not, here's I, what's going to happen. I'm not a horror fan. This is I like nostalgic horror, like Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy and those kind of like Halloween campy movies around sure. Halloween time. But I'm not personally a big fan of horror movies. I wouldn't consider like the Blair Witch Project necessarily a horror movie. I don't know. It's more of a head fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't see anything. It's just reactions. That's all you're getting. It's just reactions. Yeah. So that's what ultimately is the most terrifying. No, I, I know it revolutionized that type of movie. Oh, and now, yeah. I don't Shit. like found footage movies. It's just hard to watch. Sure. So. We need a movie night, Koopsik. A movie night. What's on movie night? We need a movie night. What we're movies? Gonna, okay, so we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the Blair Witch Project. We're not gonna watch the second Blair Witch because that was that sucked out loud. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it at all. It's stupid. Um, but then we're definitely gonna watch the the first Conjuring movie. We have to do that. I actually keep thinking when. I think about it. I will watch it because it I, is if good. I, if I'm scrolling for something to watch and it, it came up, yeah, it's like just random. I would click on it. It's but really I just haven't. It's you know. really good. Like I, I, yeah, 
and I know it's not the kind of horror the movie that I don't like. I don't like horror movies that are like gore just to be yeah. bloody. I don't like that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I think, know. I just don't get into the scary movies as much. I mean, I like more of the sci-fi kind of mo- scary movie. I think you would enjoy it just from the investigative point of view. I think you would enjoy that aspect of the film. Maybe, but I also don't like watching any of the paranormal shows. And I know this is not para-reality or whatever. Right, right. But... That's what they're doing. They're investigating in the movie. Right. Kind of. So, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I just haven't gotten to it. So. The fuck's going on with my phone, y'all? What are you doing? I don't know. All right, Dang. I'll tell another story. Okay. Park ranger here. Another ranger and I were out on a search and rescue call once. The missing person was a man in his 20s. He had gone hiking and had not returned the day that he had intended to. When we got the call, it was nighttime, but we hiked in a few miles and set up camp on a ridge that was, had a pretty good view. Had one, or he had gone into the woods prepared, so we decided to wait until daylight before beginning the search. About 2 a.m., I get up and I am taking a piss when I see a moving light at the base of the cliffs across the valley and a few miles away. Looks like a flashlight beam. I tell the other ranger and we make the decision to keep waiting for daylight. The next morning, we decide to go check out the area and bring this guy home. He gets... Oh, we get to approximately where I, we saw the light the night before and start calling his name. Okay. Soon we find his body at the base of the cliff. He had fallen 60 feet on his head. Oh, shit. The dude. body was badly mangled. We radioed back, and it was now become a re- recovery instead of a rescue. At this point, the other ranger yells to me to come look at this. Lying 20 feet from the man's body was his mag light. It seemed odd, but I thought nothing of it until the other ranger reminded me of the light the night before. It kind of gives me the creeps, but I still dismissed it. Before too long, the coroner arrived and inspected the body. After he took the body back to the lab, he said the man had been dead for at least 48 hours before we found the body. Oh, shit. All of a sudden, the oh shit alarm (laughs) went off in my brain. (laughs) I knew that it couldn't be possible. I had the coroner review his work. Same result. I tried to find an explanation for the light. I had seen perhaps other hikers, but one search and rescue guy had stayed at the only trailhead in the area all night. No one had come or gone. To this day, I have no clue what I saw and it freaked me out. So he had been dead for two full days before right. they found him, but it had only been a couple hours since they saw a light at that exact spot moving so around. Weird. So either somebody else pushed him off that cliff, right went down there, and made sure he was dead and took off. Yeah. Or found him and didn't say anything. Damn. Or the coroner's wrong. Yeah. Possibly. Or it was him leaving his body. 
with his light in his hand. I don't know. With his light in his hand. Yeah, it looked yeah, like I mean, it was it his be. soul leaving yeah. the body. It was his ghost carrying his flashlight as he left the area. I don't know. Who knows? Wah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. On to the next crazy. one. Wildland firefighter with the Forest Service. Not my story, but from an old supervisor of mine that I completely believe. Setting is 2004 or so. Hell's Canyon area of Middle Idaho. His crew had been working all day on an emerging or an emerging incident and were going to be working through the night as well. Being the assistant superintendent of the crew, he was out ahead scouting on an ATV or some such. He was working his way down a logging road that clearly had not been used in some time when a bobcat appears in the middle of the road but doesn't run away as they usually would. Thing stands there for a good 10 seconds, screams at him, and scampers up a tree not five feet off the road. He finds this odd but not particularly unsettling. Unsettling. Just a half mile or so down the road, he finds a small cabin. Also odd, as this is a federal land and no private structure should be there. Upon investigating, all the windows had been boarded shut tight, and someone had done a good job of doing so. The door had been punched out and secured to a hole drilled into a log frame by the chain. Someone did not want anything getting in or out. Peering through the hole in the door, he can see that everything in the house is upset. This has him kind of unsettled as he go as he hops on his ATV and heads back up the road. Well, here's where it gets real interesting. Right where the bobcat had been, there stands a Native American woman in a badly tattered nightgown and bare feet. What the fuck? Just standing there. No. He yells at her, asking if she needs help. She just screamed at him. Fuck that. The same scream as the cat from before and climbs right up the same tree faster than any human has rights to be climbing. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Obviously, he nopes out of there as fast as he can. (laughs) Get a nope out. Unsure of who or what he just saw, he asks a local guy about the cabin. After asking around a little, a local Native American hears them talking and informs them that they saw a pumwa. The fuck is that? In effect, a skin changer. Uh... Now, I would not believe most people that tried to tell me that, but this was a serious man that did not fuck around about many things. Damn. He was dead serious the two times I've heard him tell it, and I believe him 100%. I'm freaked the fuck out right now. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Bitches be meowing at your ass. <laughs> climbing trees. <laughs> like climbing trees and shit. No. Fuck no. Oh, my God. You wouldn't go chasing her up the tree? No. Get the fuck out of there. That's what I said before. Get out of there. God damn it, people. Why do you do this? Why do I do what? Not you. 
people. Oh. God. People. Well, this is this wasn't a people. Uh, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> people right. want to hang around. This they is... want to investigate a little more and all that bullshit. I say, fuck that. No. You don't climb up the tree. Magdalena you stay in the Bart tent. says hi. What What's up? up, Magdalena? What up? My point is, you stay your ass in the tent until the fucking sun comes up. You have fucking weird chicks meowing okay. at you and going up the tree. You fucking run the other way. She wasn't meowing. The, the cat was screaming, though. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm No. No? You got another one? Yeah, I, give got, me, I got No, I got just like give five me five or six more. No, so just give me one, one more. Short one. I just want one more. I'm never gonna One be able more? to sleep. I'm never gonna be able to fucking sleep tonight. Oh come on! I I, I got, I got weird shit going on over here. Yeah, you'll be okay. You'll yeah. Be okay. Yeah. One night I was Fuck. camping near where an old river dam had been. I pulled the canoe in late, so I just draped the tarp over the canoe and crawled in underneath it and fell asleep. Who the in fuck? the middle of the night, I woke up to the sound of roaring water. <laughs> I crawled up out from under the tarp. Why is that funny? I'm sorry, just do it. I'm just imagining this. Go ahead. Okay, I crawled up from out un, out from under the tarp and stop. The sound stopped. I thought I must have been imagining it, or it was the wind through the trees or something. I crawled back under the tarp and the sound started again. This time, when I crawled out, it didn't stop. The sound got louder and louder. I realized that it sounded like water ripping through the woods. Even the dogs had their hair on end. I quickly pulled the tarp off the canoe and dragged it to the top of a ridge and waited to see what was making that noise. Then I heard voices, men yelling in a dull thumping noise. And yet I'm sure he's still going to hang out. I huddled down. Well, he rode the boat there. Yeah, fuck. So he couldn't just walk away. Could just walk away. I huddled down next to the boat, pulled the dogs close, and waited for the sun to come up to find out what was happening. Morning came, and there was nothing to see. To see. <sighs> yep. All right, here's another chilling one. You're a dick. <laughs> My cops and I are avid campers. Not professionals anymore, but my dad used to be a wilderness guide for kids. We typically prefer the eastern western Sierras as they were or they have a great car camping spots next to lakes and a lot of great trails. Last summer we decided to go up for a two night stay and do some day hiking. The cr- the campground was pretty full, not unusual for the summer. But we were lucky enough to find a pretty secluded site, and we set up our tents. First night was normal. A little bear activity, but we were used to that. A Second little night, bear activity. That's fucking more terrifying than the goddamn ghosts. That's something you have to deal with. No. Nope. Okay, so interject the story. I've <laughs> never seen a bear out in the wild, but I'd known that they were there by different things. One time, well, when I was seven, 16 or 17, I went to... A place in New Mexico called Philmont. It was a Boy Scout ranch. It's hundreds of acres, covers a couple mountains, and we hiked a hundred miles in seven days. 
One of the mornings I wake up, everybody wakes up, and there are at least three different directions, bears growling, and we could hear them roaring, almost talking to each other, and they were close to where we were. There was also, there were a couple different camps we went into. One, um, they have these camp, these bear boxes, and they're dumpster-sized boxes, but mostly made of steel and only have a small slot to put food in. Sure. This one was thrown across the road. What the fuck? There was a cabin at one of the camping spots for park rangers, not for us, but it was closed, and it had a sign on the door saying that there was hantavirus inside of it to keep out. But we found out later that it was the hantavirus was just to keep from people going in there. What had happened was the ranger was sleeping and a bear came in and he had to climb up in the rafters and the bear just ripped the place apart. So if you know what you're doing, you can handle bears. You can. (sighs) You can keep the dick because they don't want to come fuck with you. They just want to be left alone, just like people. Anyways. I don't know. Like, <laughs> joking. <laughs> Second. All right. Back to the story. All right. Second night, I crawled into my backpacking tent and I passed out cold until about 3 a.m. when I wake up to the sound of footsteps. My dad is a diabetic and needs to get up to pee around three or four times a night in the sound was definitely footprints but they weren't coming from or they were coming from the wrong direction we were located next to the bathrooms so the footsteps should be moving in that direction but they're coming closer to my tent they stopped about a yard short and the breathing gets really really heavy i first brush it off as my dad maybe lost without a flashlight The breathing goes away. I fall back asleep only to be woken a few minutes later to breathing right above the tent. Fuck that. Nope. (laughs) It says, you know, that rush of terror up your spine. I had that. This wasn't my dad. I laid perfectly still, but the footprints continued to circle the tent. I had the rain fly on so I couldn't see through the roof and it was a new moon in pitch black. Now I convince myself a heavy sleeper that I'm dreaming. Just as though, just as that thought runs through my head, I feel a single finger run the length of my foot through the tent. Real slow and methodical. (sighs) Now I figure I haven't, or I have to be dreaming because my foot is in my sleeping bag and I couldn't possibly feel that. But that comfort disappeared quickly when I realized using the small ambient light above uh, available that my foot was bare and out of the bag. Dude. I laid frozen as whatever it was stroked my foot Fuck this. for a minute or two. Oh my god. Gave a few more labored breaths and then just stood above my tent for what felt like an eternity before disappearing. I stayed up the rest of the night In the morning, I heard my dad get out of his tent. I bolted up and met him by the fire. He looked me in the eye and asked if I had gotten up the night before. I asked him the same, and he said he had at around 2 a.m. because he thought someone was going through the stuff. I'd be like, Dad, you got a foot fetish? What's (laughs) up with that? 
As I told him my story, we noticed our gear had been neatly rearranged on the table, every item, nothing taken, and footprints in a perfect circle pattern around my tent. The fuck is that? I don't know. Some, so it could have been some weird freaky fetish thing. This is what I'm saying. But <laughs> It's a freaky foot fetish dude that has OCD and has to but put, put all their shit. inside of his tent. And the person was outside of his tent. Yeah. His then he foot starts... was inside of his tent. And nothing was coming through the walls. I don't know. I thought he said his foot was hanging out of the tent. Out of the sleeping bag, not out of oh, the tent. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I still think it's like a foot fetish thing. And OCD. Maybe. <laughs> All right, I got a few more. Do you carry on your OCD in death? Maybe. I'm curious. Why wouldn't you? I'm curious. You think you'd be automatically free of it? I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, hit me with another. All right. Devin was away at summer camp in Quebec, Canada, where there were a usual camps or there were the usual camp stories of a ghost. One night, however, he may have encountered the real thing. My friend and I were walking just outside the circle of cabins. It was a bright night with all the stars shining and the moon was well lit. There was a campfire going and in the middle of the big cabins, there was a party going on with music and so on. We were walking, and we both got a really weird feeling as if we were being watched. We turned toward the sea. We saw a blue figure, very tall, about seven feet, walking through the trees. It made no sound at all. It was a bright blue and glowing figure walking through the forest. It was emitting a shimmering aurora. And my friend and I both became very frightened. We shouted at whatever this thing was, and we were asking it what it was. We got no reply, of course, but we expected, but we had, hadn't expected one. We stared as it, the, it walked away and out of our vision. We didn't care to follow it. We ran back to the group of people around the campfire, and nobody else had seen it. So this thing was actually glowing. This it was seven foot tall person glowing. It's pretty impressive, though. Like that they would see this and experience that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. No. Not even like in like a haunted house or, no. or anything like that. Yeah, uh, okay, so here's another one. Okay, Northern Michigan is also the location of this strange event. Our Basil and a friend were at a riverside cabin one night, relaxing. They were about to retire to bed when I had just stretched out when a huge crack erupted in the woods. <laughs> uh, I was just expecting you to laugh at that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both of us thought it was a branch or old tree that had fallen. After he turned off the living room light, we noticed that the light coming from the window 
was abnormally strong. This set our nerves to a new high. The light seemed to be a pulse, or seemed to pulse several times and go so bright at one point you could have read a book by it. Wow. It couldn't have been a car as we were almost a mile off the road on a dirt trail. Plus, the light came in from all windows equally. Every so often, we would hear a strange humming noise that penetrated the cabin. This lasted about a half an hour. We talked about it, or we talked about just running out to the car and leaving, but neither one of us wanted to go outside. After the light went out, we sat on the couch, occasionally putting forth ideas on what it could have been. Around four o'clock in the morning, there was another loud crack. We worried that the lights might come back, but nothing happened. So that sounded like a, a UFO story. I would agree. Did you what pull that you on do? purpose? No. You cocksuck? Have you seen any lights lately? No. No? I keep my eyes down. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? Because I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to see it. All right, let's get on to another one. You know why. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Night Raven and a friend Todd were camping at a cabin in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. They were waiting for other friends to arrive when they had this unexplained experience. At about 9.30 p.m., it was getting dark, and we were beginning to worry about Randy and Tommy. Only a few moments later, we saw car lights in the front of the cabin. We were in the middle of nowhere, so it had to be them. We heard the car doors open, heard Randy and Tommy Tommy, as plain as day. I yelled, we're on the deck. The car doors closed. We heard footsteps rounding the corner, and at the point that someone would have rounded the corner it was silent shit i looked at todd he was looking at me it was quiet i yelled hey randy hey tommy we got up and walked around the front and nothing no car no people no sound 90 minutes later the phone rang it was todd's mother calling to inform us that at 9:30 that evening a fatal traffic accident involving randy and tommy took place 30 miles from the cabin what? So they arrived after they had died because they said that it sounded they heard their voices. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Give you goosebumps. Yeah, that was weird. Whoa, man. So if I ever just show up at your house, yeah, do it. We'll hang out. Just like um. <laughs> push me or, or poke me or something to, to make, make sure, sure I'm real. Make sure you're real. That I didn't die on the way up there. Got it. Noted. <laughs> on it. Alright, so here's another one. Okay. David was one of those people who never believed in ghosts until he met one face to face. It was September 2001 when David and his girlfriend were camping along an unpaved forest road in the Monzano Mountains in northern New Mexico. It was a place I had hiked before and was told that there were homesteaders there in the old days who were unsuccessful in their attempts to survive. On this night, the sky was clear with just a bit of light from the moon. 
It was about 2 a.m. David was awakened by a single distant coyote howl. He listened to it for a while and thought it was strange that there was only one coyote howling, which is true. Usually it's a whole pack of them. They sound like they're screaming. Yeah. Which could account for the screaming in the other story, but most people that are accustomed to the sound of coyotes know that they are coyotes. Anyways. Suddenly, wild barking, howling erupted from what sounded like just 10 feet outside of his tent. I turned over to see if my girlfriend was listening, and I thought I saw her leaning up from her sleeping bag on one elbow with her head tilted upwards, looking towards the roof roof of the tent. He had, or she had a terrified expression on her face. I was about to laugh and ask her why she was so afraid of a coyote when I realized that it was not her. But some sort of strange dark figure with a distorted translucent face. The (sighs) figure was right above my girlfriend's body. Damn. David sensed that it was a spirit of some kind but felt strangely calm. Since he didn't have his glasses on, he leaned forward to get a better look at the entity. What the? Yeah, this is my... As he drew closer, the spirit's eyes became very vivid and clear, and he sensed that it was female. It seemed that she had reddish hair and was wearing a black cloak with a hood. The fuck? In my mind, I wondered, why are you so scared? I tried to get the spirit (laughs) to look into my eyes, but it looked past me into the distance. I couldn't make eye contact. Soon the figure dissolved into thin air, and I could see the top of my girlfriend's head as she was lying on her sleeping bag. Okay. The howling coyote was gone as well. <sighs> I'm just going to sit here and say what the fuck. So there was a time some time ago. Yeah. It was in the house that I live in now. I'm pretty sure it might have been the apartment before this house. I don't remember. Yeah. It was my wife and I were laying in bed and the lights were off, but there was some light coming in from the window. And she looked at me at one point and said, my face looked different than it had before. My nose was a lot bigger. Weird. Like there was something laying over my face, making me look different. That's fucked up. She wouldn't sit there and try to look at it, though. <laughs> she didn't come out. in for a closer look. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I have uh, one, two, three, four, but they're mostly short. Okay. I don't know what we're at on time. but one twenty almost. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get to it then. It's not just bizarre creatures who lurk out there on the campgrounds. Ghosts have been encountered, too. London tells us about her experience, which took place when she was 15 years old during her family's annual Christmas holiday in 2003 at a beachfront caravan park near Kalala Beach, New South Wales, Australia. This is no isolated wilderness spot, but an ordinary family campground with all the amenities, a general store, pool, restaurants, and a kids club. And at the front is a row of 20 or so luxury villas suitable for a family with one to three children. 
I hate camping, London says. I hate it with a passion. So my family, dad, mom, and larger brother, or younger brother and sister, stayed in one of these villas. Our villa was facing the sea, but we couldn't immediately see the beach as there was a row of pine trees blocking the view. This being Australia, kangaroos freely hopped around the caravan park in search of food. On the third or fourth night of their stay, London says she went out into the front deck of their villa to hang her bikini on the railing to dry in the warm night air. It was about 10 p.m. The rest of the family was asleep, but she was doing her usual pre-bedtime cleanup. I flicked the deck light on because I heard what I thought was a kangaroo. I turned my head to the pine trees and almost died of shock because of a lady standing there. She was standing there staring at me. She glowed silver and was illuminated. She had flowing clothing that was waving in the wind. She looked beautiful, but I was frozen in fear. I stood glued to the spot for a few seconds, and then she was gone. It says, uh, the next morning, London ventured outside to the tree where the woman had been standing. There was there in the bark of the white ash was a burn mark in the shape of an L that was crossed on the top. Huh. She doesn't know if this has anything to do with the apparition she saw or not. And if it's a symbol, she doesn't know what it might mean. That's fucked up. I like it, though. I likes it. All right. On to the next one. In the spring of 2003, April or May, Al had been night fishing with his girlfriend in a remote part of a nature reserve near where he lived. The lake is surrounded by thick shrubbery and woodland. So they had set up a tent and the fishing equipment at a small clearing at the edge of the water. The jeep was parked a few hundred meters away as it was impossible to get it any closer. The night was dark and clear. Al and his girlfriend were laying in the tent with their heads outside the entry. Looking up at the stars, moonlight illuminated their surroundings. Al had set up a device on his fishing rod that beeps when there's a bite. Suddenly, it started beeping like crazy. What a fucking Al cheater. jumped up and grabbed the rod. Okay. And whatever was on the other end of the line was powerful. Al wrestled with the strike so violently that his rod snapped. He was disappointed that he lost what might have been an amazing fish, but he decided to let it go and just enjoy the camp out. <laughs> Around 4 a.m., Al was awakened by the noise of splashing. With dawn slowly breaking, he thought it was a fisherman loading boats into the water. He opened the flap of his tent and was terrified at what he saw. He stepped out to get a better look. About 100 or so meters away in the lake was a humanoid-looking creature, Al says. It was dark green color with red glowing eyes. It looked like it was standing on the water. I rushed back in to wake up my girlfriend, and when she came out to look, the creature was now about 50 meters away from us. It was literally walking on the water, not giving a second thought. We ran through the woodland back to the jeep. As they sped off, Al looked in the rearview mirror and saw the creature standing in the road behind them. He figures he must have sped out of there at a good 90 miles per hour. 
I told friends who thought I was crazy, but persuaded four of them to come with me to gather my equipment that I had left behind. He says, armed with an aluminum baseball bat and a tire iron, we returned at around one in the afternoon. We eventually found where I had been camping, and as I came across the clearing, my tent had been completely ripped apart, and my fishing equipment had been thrown into the lake. Shit. My friend said it was probably teenagers who destroyed it, but I have a feeling it was the creature. So, this is like the swamp monster. Yeah. Something. I don't like him. Would you go camping there again? No. Fuck that. You wouldn't want to go out there now? No. No. It might have just been Jesus. It could have been Jesus. It could have been Jesus. Like green, red-eyed Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. It could be. All (laughs) right. Let's move on to the next one. Do it. Um, It is not uncommon to see wild animals on camping trips. Of course, raccoons, deer, and even more exotic creatures, if we're lucky. But what can account for what Ben saw one summer? He, his sister, and a few friends always camped in the same place. A small wooded area surrounded by fields, moors, and rock quarries. And there had been, or they had been there many times. On this particular night, the group of young adults were sitting around the campfire having a drink and a laugh when suddenly Ben's sister screamed, Oh my God, and pointed toward the field next to their camp. Yeah. They all stood to see what she was pointing at. As best they could make it out, right there in the center of the field was some kind of animal, a very unusual animal. It was white and about the size of a big dog. It had large red eyes and it was glowing very brightly. It was late at night and yet still stood out like a sore thumb. Oh, wait, sorry. It was late at night in a pitch black field in the middle of nowhere. We had no torches shining in the, on this thing and yet it still stood out like a sore thumb. It really did glow. Bravely, Ben and his friends cautiously began to walk towards the creature. They wanted to try and scare it away because their sister was getting very upset. They got to within about 40 feet of this thing, Ben estimates, when suddenly it began to dart away. It moved so fast it was hard for their eyes to keep up with it. Whoa. In less than a couple seconds, it ran 30 feet and scaled a 7-foot stone wall, jumping down to the other side. Ben says... It then ran another 50 feet to the end of the wall and jumped back up onto it. It then stood on its hind legs watching us. When it stood like that, it was about the same size as a man and looked rather daunting. It says they plucked up their courage and carried on toward it. Again, very quickly, it jumped down the other side of the wall and ran up and over the hill. And then they left. That's fucked up. So it's a dog man. It is a dog man. The mother... Fuck. What's going on? I have no fucking idea anymore. (laughs) I've got nothing. So, that's my stories. I like your stories. There's another one. I I didn't pull it, but I remember reading it. It doesn't have anything necessarily to do with... Um, a crazy, weird, paranormal thing, but 
these people went out camping in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, they saw a flashlight. It was a small mountain lake. They were on one side of it and they saw a flashlight on the other side of the lake just come out of nowhere. They watched it as it started coming around the lake. And as it got closer to their campsite, they went and hid in the woods. Right. And it was this guy with a shotgun just yelling at them, stood there for like 30 minutes, started firing off into the woods and left after an hour. Really? Yeah. Stuff like that. Fuck or the, that. There's another one where uh, it was uh, two kids, uh, teenagers, and uh, friends. And the land was attached to one of their land, uh, their properties. And the kid had planned on hiking like 10 miles in, camping. And the dad said, well, maybe I'll be out there to scare your friend. Right. And like 2 o'clock in the morning, after they were asleep, he woke up to somebody walking around and tapping on the side of the tent. And they yelled out. And then... His friend was really f- afraid, and after a couple minutes, he asked his dad to stop, and right. the guy walked off, and when he got back home, it, his dad hadn't left because he had been caught up with work all night. What? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Right? Except for, I'm not going to go up and try to scare somebody randomly in the dark that I don't know. Right. Because I'll probably get shot. That's a good point. People yeah. are packing nowadays. God damn it. You got to be careful. You got to be careful Anyways, what you do. Makes right. me want to get out in the woods. Yeah, we need to do that. So, 913-730-7255, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter, ectoplasmshow on Facebook, and ectoplasmshow.com. Reach out to us. Let us know what's up. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And, uh, motherfucker, motherfucker. (laughs) I was just, oh, I was getting there. I was getting there. I was like, I was pumped because I'm like, you know what? You know what? Not this time, motherfucker. Not this time. And you got me. You got Mm -hmm. me. Well played, Koopsik. Well played. I'm feeling the power of my Skype, um, profile photo. You, yeah. This guy's looking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish uh, everybody else could see that. Sexy. (laughs) Super sexy. I can make it so they can see it. You should do that just real quick. So everybody can see what we're we're working with over here. (laughs) This poor guy. This poor guy. This is so funny. I tell you what. I'm going to wrap the show up. And, Guess uh, it can't. Oh well, it can't do it. No, sons of bitches. All right. Well, I tell you what. I hope you guys have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you very, very soon. Peace out. 